What's up? This is Mike Fenoya from Amigos, and Amigos Podcast is in the loop, the legion of Osiris Podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with podcasts and live experiences about artists and topics you love. Check out OsirisPod.com and stay in the loop. Sign up for the newsletter to learn about the newest podcasts and events. Relics Magazine is a media partner of Osiris. For music news, go to Relics.com. Welcome to Amigos, ladies and gentlemen. It's your host, Mike Fenoya. I hope you're doing great. I am coming to you live from Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, Friday afternoon, two nights into my trip here, and it's going great. Comedy's been good. Fish is weird as ever. I'm going to get into it. Uh, Before I do, um, you guys, it's been awesome seeing all your love and uh, support online. So if you're enjoying the pod, head over to iTunes, subscribe, give us a five star rating, uh, write a review, tell your friends. Uh, it goes a long way. So thank you so much. Um, got a bunch of dates coming up. I'm going to be on the road with uh, my buddy Big J in uh, New Jersey, November 8th and 9th at Bananas, November 15th through the 17th at uh, helium in Philly gonna be doing a float for the first time ever at a uh, at flotation Philly and I'm gonna do a podcast before and after um, hopefully I survive I'm a little scared I've heard a lot of claustrophobia stories and I'm a little freaked out about it but it'll be fun um, then nothing Thanksgiving week and then Wednesday I will be Wednesday the 28th I'll be headlining the Punchline in San Francisco, one of my favorite clubs in the world. I'm so excited to be back there with uh, such an incredible staff and such a legendary room. Um, then Jay will be in town the 29th and the 30th uh, and December 1st. So I'll be doing a bunch of shows. Um, really excited about it. And then most of December, I'm going to be in New York, and then I'm heading to Burlington, Vermont for New Year's Eve. So check out the website, MikeFenoya.com, for all dates, and uh, come check out a show in your area, guys. Um, all right, let's get into it. Fish, um, this has been an interesting uh, way to go to concerts for me. Uh, I'm really liking it, actually. Like I'm, going, I'm doing two shows a night here at the Comedy Cellar. Real incredible room. Um, you know, I've talked about the cellar a bunch before on the podcast, and uh, you know, it's an honor to be a part of the the family and work at the club in New York. And they opened up this room in Vegas, and it's at the Rio. Incredible room. Um, the staff's incredible. The, the you know uh, the, the other comics that I'm here with are great. Um, Mark, the host, is super cool, and we have two shows: seven o'clock, nine o'clock. So. You know, it's a showcase show, which for those of you who aren't into comedy lingo basically means that our host goes up and does about 10 to 15 to warm up the show and then, you know, brings us up and we each do about, you know, 18 to 20 minutes and then um, start the next show uh, at nine o'clock. So we're all doing a little bit of time. What that has given me the opportunity to do is, you know, when I get off stage, 
um, I'm able to pretty much either, you know, hang out in the green room or head up to my room and stream the first set of these fish shows, which so unbelievable the way technology gives me the opportunity to like not be at a show, but I can still hear it. And it's like right down the street. And Vegas is so crazy because there's so much happening everywhere all the time. Like while fish is here playing, you know, and that's our whole life. Like, you know, people who are into that, we're here for that. And, you know, I'm here for comedy. So I'm here for two things. There's like a auto convention where there's like a hundred thousand people from all over the country here to talk about cars and car parts and salespeople and whatever. And that's like huge. And then there's like, there's like a share concert on Halloween. Um, then they have like just their normal everyday like attractions. This place is unreal that it's like, it's so small, but there's so much going on and there's just, everyone's going in a different direction and it's, it, it really is amazing. I, I wonder if they like, you can track like the energy or like the level of like electricity that's coming off this town. Cause it must be off the charts. Um, so the shows have been really cool. We've had uh, four so far. The crowd's been really great. And then I run up and I hop onto um, Mixler and try to find the show and listen to the first set. So um, that's been really neat. I then get off stage and I'm the second show and basically kind of uh, head right over to the Uber pickup. And then I race over to MGM walking into a concert. Walking into a fish show, no line. <laughs> I guess we'll do the pros first. No line getting in, and everyone was telling me. I have friends here that are that are like, dude, the line is insane to get into this place. And then I don't have to deal with it. But I, of course, I'm not catching the entire show. But hey, what are you gonna do? You know, this is incredible to be out here doing stand up and catching, you know, second and third set of Halloween and a full second set of the other shows. Um, really, just the synchronicity in this worked out kind of unbelievably. Um, and then I, yeah, run into the show, um, kind of just find a place to hang, uh, Halloween night. I'm in my hotel after my shows and I'm texting my friends and I'm like, don't send me the fish bill. Like once, you know, I wasn't there. It was a very unique thing. I think for me, cause everyone else that was at the show was like already in probably not on Twitter, not on social media or internet, anything. They're just at the show, chilling, ready to have a good time, um, getting ready for first set or listening to first set. Meanwhile, I'm in like my hotel room, like killing time before I go on stage. So I'm trying so damn hard not to look up what the Halloween costume is. And I'm texting people, just don't send it to me. Don't send it to me. And one of my buddies goes, dude, you're never in a million years going to know like what this is. Like I've never heard of it. And I'm like, fuck, I got to look it up. So I look it up and it's this, it's this fucking Norwegian, like, you know, eighties Norwegian funk pop Cosvot voxed. And it's like, ah, what the fuck? So like for a minute, I'm kind of like, this is bullshit. Like, I don't even want to go. Like I had such like a pouty, like, like crumb bum moment. And it's so stupid because, like, that's just, you know, how spoiled are we that, like, now it's, you know. So my first my first thought was, like, this stinks. But then I thought more about it. I sat on the toilet and I did a bunch of research. And I'm like, this is a hoax. I'm like, there's no way that this is real because there's nothing about this band 
There's nothing about, you know, if the Internet's anything, it's given every weirdo the opportunity to, like, praise whatever weird thing they love, whether it's Norwegian funk, you know, disco from the 80s or whether it's, you know, cosplay or whatever the hell it is. The Internet's always it's got a place for everyone. So I'm like, I don't know. I think this is a little weird. And, you know, the thing that I really love about this band and I think that. I don't know. There's some synchronicity with like the comedy and the music and their their uncanny ability to they're they're a very funny band. They've always goofed us. They've always, you know, created whether it's like back to the early festivals, there's always been some weird little sunken city or some weird little um, you know, quotes all over, you know, the campground or you know, make a living piece of art and then set it on fire. Um, you know, sets in like a tower. There's always been fun goofs and all the way back from like, you know, the Simpsons secret language to playing chess against the audience to, you know, the vacuum for Christ's sake. I mean, they're they're a fun, who the hell knows what's coming next kind of band, you know, and the, the time and the effort and the energy that they're putting into breaking our balls 35 years later, or however long, you know, what, 34 years or something, something that, you know, they don't have to do this. They're selling out shows nonstop. Not only that, they've probably are, you know, the amount of couch tour, you know, people registering to like watch the shows at home and stuff. They don't even need to do what they do, but they do it anyway. So it shows that they have the love and they have the enthusiasm that it's admirable, you know, like coming at this stand-up comedy thing and trying to be original and trying to be undeniable and trying to separate yourself from others, it's, it's, it's a daunting task. And you can fall back on these jokes that work and not challenge yourself. But what fun is that, you know? And I think that I've kind of learned from Fish and learned from, you know, The Dead and some other, you know, music that I love, jazz, that, like, nothing needs to be the same all the time. And you can, you know, play around and tinker with things and find your own voice and then, if you know, change it. You know, you can stop on a dime and turn in a different direction. Like, the only constant is change. And that, to me, was kind of really neat. So I'm sitting there thinking about fish, and I'm thinking about how they're really a, just a goof. And I'm just like, there's no way in hell that they're playing this band that nobody's heard of. This has just been something that... I even pictured, like, maybe they were in their practice room, and they're jamming out some tune, and Fishman said, we sound like a... Nor you know a Norwegian funk band from the eighties, and then it just turned into what if we did that for Halloween? What if we just pretended to be some other band? And it just you know when you when you're as tight as these got three decades of intimacy. I mean, that's a fun joke to make, and when you've got the funds to pull it off, and you've got the fans that are gonna accept you, warts and all. I mean, why not go for it? You know, so they put all this back effort into it. Um, you know, putting up all these posts that, you know, supposedly were from years ago and things like that. A couple quick things. Now, what really tipped it off for me that this was a goof was I'm on Twitter and I'm looking and all of a sudden this band, Kazvat Vox, has a Twitter account that started October 2018 from like Netherlands, Nevada or something, Amsterdam, Nirvana, Nevada. 
and it just was their their description was obscure band. So it's like, yeah, they're full of shit. There's no way that this is real. So that kind of gave it away for me. Um, Scandinavia, Nevada <laughs> was the name. I'm looking at it right now. And their tweets were, there is no such word in Scandinavian to describe how honored we are that obscure American band Fish, P-F-I-S-H, has chosen to share our magnum opus with their P-F-A-N-S. So it's like, come on, this is so ridiculous, you know? So I love it, and I'm getting more and more excited about it as I'm realizing, and maybe it was just in my own head, like maybe this is just what they're doing for us, you know? So I do my set, and the set went well because I was pretty damn excited. Ran to a cab, ran over, got into the show. So now I'm in the show, uh, got there during set break, which was really neat, and I got into a section, and I'm looking at the stage, and the stage is covered with a white curtain that's, like, hanging from the ceiling. So you can't see the stage. On all four corners, it's just blocked off in white. And when the show was about to start, lights go down, and this, like, white, bright, bright, bright white lights hit this curtain. And the curtain raises, and the stage is just bright white. And the drum set's bright white, and the amps have, the, like the bass cabinet's got like a curtain over it that's white, and there's a white piano and a white drum set, and the stage is illuminated like, you know, it's something I would feel like Jack White would do, you know, like it would be, it's, it was so vibrant and so like, just like piercingly bright, and they came out, and it was just so incredible the energy that people you know everybody went completely apeshit of course and the lights were kind of like shining behind this screen and it and it, and it lifted up and you could see this uh, if you if you go to youtube and you put in uh turtle in the clouds that was the first song that they played um the guys are already out there and the guys are like dressed in bright white suits and there's really no way to describe like it almost kind of, you know, they always try to achieve liftoff in like, you know, UFO fashion. But this was just there. Was, it was like strobe light ish. And they went into their the first tune and they're dancing around and like Trey and Mike had this choreographed like cool little dance that they were doing where they were like slapping each other five behind the back and like dancing around and like Trey puts down the guitar and almost like a la lawn boy page like grabs the mic and starts like walking around the front and it, it seemed to be very freeing from start to finish for them to be able to pretend to be another band you know and it's kind of wild to think about that that like you know they did the Fuego Halloween, the wingsuit Halloween, where it's like, yeah, we're fish and we're just coming out and we're doing our new album. And that's that, you know, and people were whatever bitter about that thing. And then thrilling, chilling sounds was like kind of new. I mean, I don't know. It's obviously new music, but it's like, you know, sampling an old Disney album. And then this is like a hybrid of the two where they're covering a band they invented that is a new vehicle to release new, new music to us, you know? And it was really, really endearing in the sense that, like, the balls, again, to just, you know, the biggest night of their, you know, what we'll say New Year's Eve and Halloween are, like, the two biggest fish nights of the year. And there's so much hype around this, and it's, you know, clearly, you know, media-wise, and, I mean, this made Spin Mag, what, what this made, like, uh, 
all types of different shit. Um, you know, for the, we never get like fish never gets any like real like mainstream press or anything, but this little gag that they pulled totally did. Um, just to come out and like do something that they've never done in front of a full house that's expecting whatever Hendrix, Neil Young, Radiohead, uh, Elton John, or you know Sabbath or whatever, and everybody would have been happy with whatever they did, you know. But just to do this completely. Th- a unique thing that no band has ever done before. So goddamn cool. And the room, Corota wasn't really like, there was no lights. There was no like big light show. There was white, white spotlights kind of behind the band that were like, you know, intermittently like flashing on and off. But there were these like frames, these big square frames. Like I think it was like a row of like, there was like three rows of five maybe these big enormous square frames that were um, lights were being like projected off of it. Images of like, you know, like, like trails and one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. So like 15, like weird, like square, I don't even know what you'd call them uh, screens, but there was nothing played in the middle of them. They were just like reflecting off of the frame with nothing in between, which is so cool. And they were, um, you know, lights were going back and forth off of that. That was really the only thing that had that wasn't pure white. Um, watching them kind of just be another band was so cool. I think about this from a comedy standpoint where it's like when you're ready to try out a new joke and you're ready to go up and, you know, throw a new premise out there. It's the scariest thing in the world because it's like you you you're not even sure about this. You know, it's something you thought of and you're like, "Oh, is this going to translate? Are these people going to get it, you know? Are they going to be as excited about it as I am?" And obviously comedy and music are different, you know? Like they're up there four of them completely fucking around in front of like, you know, a sold out room of like the most ecstatic you know, fans that literally will, you know, we're, we're happy if they do anything, but to put this much effort and this much energy into something brand new, 35 years in is out of this world. But thinking about it from comedy and being like, I'm going to try a new joke. I'm going to try one new joke. I'm going to try five new jokes, whatever it is. The pressure that you put on yourself to nail it is like, I can't even begin to explain it. So for me, I had like almost got choked up a couple times during this because it was like, look at the look at the balls that they have to just like you know wingsuit was one thing. This is just like I mean, this is just other no nobody else does this, and it was kind of one of those moments where yeah is the you know would I have liked to heard him play a bunch of covers yeah sure but you know what Baker's dozen was pretty much like all co- you know it was like a cover laden week and a half three weeks or whatever, you know? So this was something that was really cool and it was special for us that were there, what were there and people that were, you know, streaming it at home and can listen to it now. Um, I just think that it's something that's just so, uh, I don't know, like the word, like, like they just go for it. They really just go for it and they trust us and we trust them. And, and I really think that that's really neat. I don't know of any other band that does things like this. I mean, there may there may be someone out there that does stuff like this, but I don't I don't know. And congratulations to the fans of that band. <laughs> um, the thing also that I want to point out with this is that you know when Fish comes out with 
10 brand new songs like they did here in this set. They're playing not like 10 scripted, like a joke would be, set up, punch, tag, whatever, bing, bang, boom, A plus B equals C. They're going out with like the framework of a song and jamming the shit out of it. Like they're just still kind of like horsing around and learning where it's going to go. And they're doing that for the very first time. Like they could take the safe route and just play the song. But they instead go and like, you know, there was like Death Don't Take Very Long, which is like this real cool tune that was towards the end of this, you know, whatever Halloween second set. Um, Holy shit. It was incredible. And they're just like ripping it. And it had like a real like bluesy kind of it sounded like I imagine if Fishman wrote any of the songs, it was probably that one. But real, real fun. And then the third set was Dynamite. I mean, I didn't, I, I caught, I listened to the first set from here, but then, you know, being there for the third set, um, out of this world, great set. Set Your Soul Free, Tweezer, Song I Heard the Ocean Sing, Number Line, Meat Stick, Bug, Into Antelope, Loving Cup, Tweezer Reprise, Encore. I mean, just out of this world. Really, really unbelievable for them to have the energy at 50 whatever years old to do three full it's like such a long night unreal and you know we everybody was just loving it and giving it right back to them and and that was really beautiful so next day i wake up and head over to brooklyn bowl to do couch report which on the osiris network um rj and his rj and company um do the couch report and it's pretty much a recap of uh you know the show last night and he's got a revolving group of guests and i was honored to be one of them and uh you know like it 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 was really neat brooklyn bowl i've been to a ton of times back in new york uh my first time coming to the one in vegas and boy like shout out to to shapiro and the whole crew for like literally making you know, I mean, it's it's a carbon copy, but like muscled up. It's like a like a steroided up uh, version of the New York, um, the New York uh, Brooklyn Bowl. It's just so beautiful, and I'll tell you, it kind of like felt good to be there because I felt like back in New York. Um, I don't know. I get a little uh, homesick for sure. So um, it was really neat to. Uh, to, to be in there and we had the run of the place um we had the whole the whole crew a bunch of chairs set up um and in the beginning um we had a chance to just sit down and talk about the the you know what we thought of the show and everybody had a lot of cool different thoughts and you know it seems tom marshall had no no part in writing any of these songs and that's another thing that was kind of neat is that like you know this tour they, it seems like fish has really been focusing a lot on like the vocals the harmonies the vocals everyone's singing way better um the jams have been very like tell now looking back it is kind of like you know these jams were different and a little bit weird and it fits perfectly into this cover you know quote-unquote cover set that they did um the lyrics were really neat you know like a lot of like you know very very like transcendent kind of cool imagery in the lyrics and if you haven't checked it out, check out the the cover, the 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 Kozvat Vox set. Um, so much fun. Um, but the thing that was really cool was listening to um, the highlight of doing the Couch Report. I had a great time doing it. It's always fun to chat with these dudes. I'm honored to be a part of the network. But Mark Brownstein, 
um, really blew me away. And, you know, I really, I've never met him before and I didn't have a chance to, you know, like really chat with him much prior to checking him out on the couch report. But he's a, uh, you know, he's obviously you know very talented, very successful uh, bass player and musician and um, activist, co-founded Headcount with, you know, our friend um, Andy Bernstein and what I really loved about listening to Mark talk about the F- Halloween set was that he's just a huge fan of fish, but it seems like he's just, he's an enormous fan of quality. He's just a good fan of like good music. And, you know, he's unabashed in his saying like, yeah, fish is my favorite band. I love fish. They're great. And he's playing the biscuits play three nights here. Um, so he got to check out the Halloween set. And the you know the thirty first show in its entirety, but if you head over and check out the couch report and check out his segment, you could really just tell his genuine love of the music. And he's somebody who I really admire. People that like I'm I'm a genuine fan of my friends' comedy. Like I love listening to one of my favorite parts about being you know a part of the you know family we have a family in comedy and it's just like music genres and it's just like you know if you're into i don't know fucking dungeons and dragons or fantasy football or or religion or or you know you're in a band or you're on a team or whatever it's like you know those are your brothers and sisters and those people you know you care about and you want them to succeed and and you love watching them create and i think that um you know, with comedy, it's kind of like, you know, I get a chance to watch people, you know, do specials or do a late night set or work out new jokes or see something that was maybe like kind of just a thought. And now it's, uh, you know, in the middle of their set and then it works into being their opener or it works into being their closer. And it's so fun to watch the process. And I'm just a huge fan of the process and a big fan of watching the way that, you know, everybody does it differently. And you can learn from your friends and you can pick up from, you know, like coworkers and, you know, we can talk shop and Mark was very open about, you know, just his admiration for, you know, Mike Gordon as a bass player and the conversations that they've had and the, you know, just, just some of the, like, like his, his enthusiasm is contagious and I really kind of feel I hope to, you know, I get the chance to maybe talk to him more on this, uh, on this show. But, you know, when you're, when you're passionate about something and you're also pursuing that something, it could sometimes be, it's like a double-edged butter knife, you know, like it doesn't hurt, but you know, you get wrapped up as like kind of, you know, you, you hold yourself to this high level where like you want to always be doing the best that you possibly can, but you see, you hold yourself like, I don't know. It's, it's, you know, you watch certain, I I have the privilege of watching the best comics in the world and, and, and it makes me like, Jesus, I gotta, I'm nothing. Like I really got to get my, my ass in gear and write some better jokes. And, you know, and I feel like Mark kind of had that, you know, admiration and, and, um, you know, outward, like I said, unabashed, uh, respect for fish and for what they do and for their growth and also for their ability to just stop on a dime and change direction and 
uh, become a different thing. So uh, hats off to Mark Brownstein, and uh, it was really an honor to listen to him. And I'll be the first to admit, I'm not, I don't, my my love of, I mean, I've seen them uh, festival-wise, you know, like probably back in, you know, early 2000s or late 90s or whatever. Have to be honest, like Disco Biscuits, I never pursued too much. Um, kind of feel like most of my uh, energy went towards the fish thing and then, um, you know, kind of a little bit jazzier stuff otherwise. Um, I never really got too into like the heavy, like, you know, late night trance dance stuff uh not that that's you know i don't want to trivialize what they do they're super talented but um yeah i would love to hear more he's got another project coming that he's working on and uh after talking to him and hearing him talk it just you know i I gained a a respect for him so uh check that out for sure uh casino living new uh las vegas Nevada. why i don't know that's so funny i said new jersey instead of uh Vegas, maybe it's the Jersey of of the desert. Um, man, I give people credit who uh, who live out here. It's uh, people working in the casino. If you ever come go to a casino, tip the staff and be nice to them because boy oh boy, there are a lot of people that are sauced and soggy and mean and running around these places just like entitled. Um, you know, kind of just not very pleasant. They're good people. It's funny just to see like some people are just like nine in the morning. I'm like trying to go get it just a coffee to pull my shit together. And there's people already like slamming back like frozen drinks that are like the size of like my leg, um, gambling, yelling, just going nuts. Like this place is like, it's another planet. Like I'm on Mars out here. So if you ever head out, man, holy shit. Get outside, get some sun, relax. I hope everybody that's here is having a good time. Um, Quick recap of the uh, Saturday, or I'm sorry, what that was the Wednesday, Thursday show um, for Fish. Again, I did the same thing. I kind of like ran back and forth, listened to it, and then I got there for the second set. Um, killer, killer show. Uh, they're just coming. They're, 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 you know, the thing that's neat is right after doing the cover set, they come back and do, I mean, uh, just a ripping Fish show, a standard Fish show. Um Everything's right. ACDC bag, Wolfman's, Nelly Kane, Funky Bitch, Chalk Dust was huge. I've been around Joy, Walls of the Cave. I like. I watched. I saw them close Albany with Walls of the Cave, and it's a really nice closer. Um, Blaze on, No Men in No Man's Land, Fuego, Twist Around, Prince Caspian, back into Twist Around. I love Prince Caspian. Bouncing around the room, Harry Hood, Contact Encore, which is so cool, and then Rise come together, um, double encore there, or two song encore. Um, we got a lot of great stuff coming your way. Uh, I wanted to get this out to you guys. might be a little bit shorter than the normal episode, but uh, I think I've said everything that I need to say. Um, and I've gonna, I'm going to try to get another one back to you before this whole thing is over. Um, but we'll be back with a lot of great interviews when I get back to New York City with uh, people both in the music and comedy world. Um, it's going to be exciting to just sort of get back and sink my teeth into bringing you guys uh, really good, enjoyable Amigos episodes. So as always, everyone, you can follow us at Amigos Pod on Twitter, at Mike Fenoya. Um, you can go to MikeFenoya.com for dates. Um, follow us on Instagram. Again, share, like, give us um, you know good reviews if you're having fun. Um, honored again to be out here performing at the Comedy Cellar. Fish is killing it. Uh, I'm really excited that this all worked out. This is one of those moments where it's like, 
I feel old, but at the same time, I'm like, whenever in my life did I think that I would have the chance to be performing at the Comedy Cellar in Las Vegas and then running over and catching the second set of my favorite band four nights in a row? I mean, what an unbelievable opportunity. And I'd like to thank the Osiris team for giving me the opportunity to chat with you guys about it. Um, Keep in touch. Uh, Check out the shows. Um, online, uh, listen to it. And before you make any judgment, you know, check it out for yourself. I think that there's a lot of really great tunes that are in this, uh, new thing that they brought us, this, uh, Norwegian funk or whatever the hell you call it. Um, thank you guys for listening and I will be in touch soon. Peace.